Let me welcome our listeners to the Dominican.net radio and to Q95 FM radio station. It is 11 going down past the hour of 8 o'clock. I want to welcome you to This Week in Interview. We have a very special program in store for you tonight. We are talking live to a few of the founding members of the Gramax band. And joining us tonight already, we us in the studio of joining us already tonight is George Thomas and T-Pam, Anthony George, T-Pam, the two of them are joining us. And let me say good night to you gentlemen. And good night to our listeners on the internet and uh, in Dominica. Thanks for joining in. Okay, hey, it's good. Night. This is George Thomas for Soul. Thank you, Thompson, and um, pleasant good evening to all the wonderful listeners uh, listening in Dominica and around the world. Pleasure to be with you tonight. All right, it's certainly my pleasure to have both of you join us, and we will be joined, I'm told, a little later by Bolo, um, Elon. Later, he should be joining us shortly. Um, but it's great to have you guys tonight. We are, we are going to be discussing a very exciting topic, as you know. Well, obviously, you guys are part of one of the most one of the most famous bands out of Dominica. You obviously shot to fame in the 1970s and and 80s. Your songs have gone across the world many, many, many times over. You guys have been responsible for putting Dominica on the map. And it is indeed my pleasure tonight to be with you both as we talk about your recent journey, firstly, and also we'll talk a little bit about the history of the Gramax because I am sure that there are many people listening tonight across Dominica at this time who might not know too much about the Gramax, the younger generation, of course. I think I'm a bit fortunate in that I was born during a time when I, I knew enough of the Gramax in the 70s to listen to you guys and I've followed your progress ever since. And it's really a pleasure to have you both with us tonight. Uh, thank you. Uh, well, going back, um, we can go back as far as um, Adonis. We had a sports club in St. Joseph. Um, where? Pardon me? Yes, well, we I, played, think, um, I think um, Bolo just joined us. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, this is Linford John YouTube. Oh, fantastic. All right, Linford John has joined us. Okay, Linford, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. All right, great. Um, we are talking to the Gramax, and yes, um, Frisul, you were you were saying you were talking about the beginning. Actually, that's a good place to start. Let's talk a little bit about how you started. We've been hearing a lot about the Gramax a combination of SMA and Grammar School Boys, and just tell us a bit about the formation of the Gramax and also how it broke down between SMA and and the Grammar School. Okay, well, this is Tipam, actually. Um, the, the genesis of the band actually um, goes a little further than that. We, were, we had a, a sports club in St. Joseph called Adonis, where uh, it was an athletic club, actually, where we played um, football, uh, which is soccer, cricket, um, table tennis, uh, track and field, and all these good things, right? And... Um, so we had about, uh, I think, uh, somewhere around 20-something members in the band, in the in the club, actually, and concentrated on just keeping healthy and, and practicing. 
and um, getting together, having a good time. And this was actually the brainchild of um, Clement um, Ferraro, better known as Cato. He was the one who put the whole thing together. And um, we obviously generated funds for the band, to um, for the club actually, to, to get um, equipment to buy pads and balls and bats for us to play cricket and, and soccer also. And uh, I think sometime in 1970, um, we, we, we tried to organize a dance and had one of the bands from Rose come to play for us. And uh, we were disappointed they didn't show up that night. So we decided, okay, um, this is not going to happen to us again. So we're going to form uh, a musical band so that we can you know, play our own songs and generate our own type of entertainment. And... Um, so we chose um, a few members. Well, actually, we wanted everybody in the in the in the sports club to play, but uh, I, I don't think it's not obviously not everybody had the the interest or the musical ability to to put the work or the dedication that was resi- um, required to um, to uh, get it going. And so we we, we, we I mean we persevered at it. We, we talked about it and we decided okay. Um, we'll, we'll choose a certain amount, uh, I think it was about seven members who really decided, okay, we're going to remain part of it and, um, continue. And so I'll let, um, Bolo continue a little bit or, or so as we go along. Yeah, well, well, the members that we chose was, um, Ross Kirvin, Alison, Tipam, of course, Marky, and myself. And um, Kirvin was supposed to play the lead guitar because Kirvin was more advanced than us in terms of instruments. His, his brother had two two Nivelle amplifiers at his body's parents' home. So he knew about, more about the amplifiers now, so he, was, so he was chosen to play lead guitar. And Alexson was his singer. And Tipam, of course, played, played bass. And Mackie keyboards, and I played drums. Um, further down... Then we we, we 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 brought in soul. So we had two guitars, three two guitars really. Then soul became very advanced in his instrument. So soul became the lead guitar player and came us playing the rhythm guitar. And so when we went to when we went to Guadeloupe, then um, no before before we went to Guadeloupe, we, we brought in Jeff because Jeff sang a song in Saint Joseph at a talent show. And he was very, very impressive. So we, so we had two singers. We had Jeff and Alexson as two singers. So when we went to Guadeloupe, Alexson could not stay in Guadeloupe. And Jeff stayed. So Jeff became the ultimate singer, so the lead singer. So we continued from there. I would like, yeah, I would like Bolo, to... Um, I, would like, I would like to, you to go back just a little bit. I would yeah, like yeah. to go back just a little bit on something that you said. You were, you were, you were saying that when, when you guys started the band that none of you could play music. I'm curious as to how long it took you to master, well, you the drums and Tipam and so on, the, the, the guitar and, and the keyboard, how long it took for you to get that together and to, and to begin to sound like a, a unit, like a band? Well, we were still at school. We were still going to high school at that time. So we used to go to school, SM and, 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 and grammar school. We used to go from 8 to 1. From school, we'd go and start practicing every afternoon after school. So it took us a while before we started really mastered our instruments. Then we took a couple of classes by Christian 
we didn't say that for long, but we've been back in for a little while. Then um, after a while, we started playing locally, opening for Swinging Stars and, um, and Gaylord and playing in Marigot and stuff like that. So that's where we started playing. I can't remember exactly how long it took us to really master our instrument. I, we never really master our instrument up to now, but I mean, we we, 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 we were playing. We, 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 were, we were playing. I would like to add in something that I found in. Um, yes, go ahead. Um, you could imagine when we started, right? Um, um, normally, uh, musicians um, stay at the home and practice for a couple of years, you know, and learn their scales and learn chord formation. And, you know, those who are lucky enough study composition and harmony and theory and all that stuff, right? But we, we were never lucky enough to be put in that situation. I mean... We there was a, a a band ahead of us, like a, a, some of our older brothers. I know exactly. My brother played saxophone in a band called um, Echo, and so did Kevin. And they're the ones who had instruments. Um, they left instruments uh, in St. Joseph because they migrated overseas, right? And they left them there. So imagine um, my first note actually was heard by the village of St. Joseph, and. Uh, one of the reasons I bring I, I brought I, I bring this up is because um, we have to give a lot of credit to the people of Saint Joseph. You could imagine, you know, a person learning to play an instrument and every note or every mistake you make is heard, and no one ever came to us and said, um, "You guys should stop. You guys are making noise or anything like that." You know, a lot of people just came on and said, "You know, keep on going, man. I know you guys will do it. You must keep on going." and I, every day I think of that and I say, you know, I really have to commend the people of St. Joseph for being very supportive and just being behind us all the way. Thanks to them. We'll, we'll ever be grateful. Wow. All right. This is truly fascinating. So you've now left Dominica and you've made your way to Guadeloupe. Tell us what happened in Guadeloupe. Let me let me let me let me put in a little part there before you go move into that. This is like for talking. Um, I didn't know the history of the band. Well, as you guys know, I'm the newest member here. But when Bolo was giving me the story on how the band started, I my respect for these guys just just elevated. They just went boom because. When they t when he told me how they started, not being able, not knowing deciding to go into music, not having any background into music, and to achieve and arrive at where they did, my respect just went straight up because I as I started playing music as a little little kid, I was like six years old and singing at birthday parties and stuff like that. So I was kind of like indoctrinated already into the, 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 the music scene. But he's telling me that they had no plans on going into music. They, it, it just happened that they decided to do that. And I listened, and having played with them and see the level that they achieved, I, I, I have to comment them. I have to give them a lot of accolades for that. Yes, certainly, and we can join you in that, um, Linford. I had the same sense as well when I heard the story. I mean, it is hard to imagine, and it happened relatively quickly to see how they moved from Dominica and they shot to fame. And, and um, I think um, T-Pam is continuing with the story. Oh, guys, just feel free to come in as you see feet, all right? We want to kind of weave okay. a narrative there because I'm of the sense that a lot of Dominicans 
do not know of the history of Gramax. They, they know of the music of Gramax, but we want to kind of infuse a little bit about the history. I think you have a, a compelling story to tell. So you leave Dominica, you've gone to Guadeloupe. Tell us a little bit about what happened in Guadeloupe. Hello, can I interject at this point? This is um, Fresol. Yes, Hello. by all means. Welcome, I'd like to interject there right now before we go into Guadeloupe. Uh, there are some people that, that played a very important role at the very beginning before we moved from, from Dominica to Guadeloupe. We cannot forget Mr. Omega Pierre. Mr. Omega Pierre is the one who took the chance and he loaned us money with no interest. No interest. He gave us money, we went away, got some instruments, and came back. He gave us his cellar of his building, where we had a, a, like a rehearsal studio with practice every day, and it's from there we left and go to Guadeloupe. So big up to Omega Pier, who really gave us that big boost. They got the instruments we needed at the time, so we could practice and play music. Now, Frisola, it's... <laughs> in I'm glad you mentioned you mentioned this name because in my previous um conversation that I, I had uh, several people commented and 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 some people were of the view that the person that was wholly responsible for you getting there was somebody by the name of Kerwin Ferrara and Caleb Laura. I would like to your your views on that. Well, there are different people that played different roles, but there are certain times, there are certain people that came in at certain times where it was very, it was important that they, 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 they came in at the time so that the group would move forward. It's like you, you with a point where you need gas, you need a, a bit of gas station where you have to fill up your tank for you to move on further. Well, Omega Pierre came in at the point where we needed instruments. We needed instruments so we could practice and perform. What we had was not good enough at the time. So he came in and he gave us a, a loan with no interest. I mean, cash money with no interest. We went away. Actually, it was Jeff and myself that made the journey. We went to um, we went to uh, Puerto Rico. And also, we, I think we met us up in St. Thomas, too. And we bought instruments and came back. And then he offered us his cellar. He had, he had a big, you know, he said a bungalow. <laughs> so he gave us the cellar. He put a, a door on it and there were lock and keys. And we're practicing there every day. From school, we go straight into the bathroom and practice. And then we started, that's when we started, we started discussing how we're going to, or from where we will, to make the next level. From that, hey, so, yes. Yeah, let, let me, it's, it's to come. Hey, let, let's back up a little bit. I, um, do you guys remember, even before we got instruments, when Cato, um, who was the manager and who started the whole idea and who had, um, who, who was there at the beginning and, and had all the the ideas to get to put everything together? And I, yeah, but we, you remember, guys, when we were in dong school, we didn't have no instruments and we we had like sticks in our hands and um, performing. We used to get our own position on the stage how we were gonna orient ourselves. And you know, since similar being in a band, you guys remember that. Okay, let me not interject again. At that time, remember, I was not, I was like, like a first pick in the band. So when you guys were doing that, actually, I was already building my guitar. You know, I used to take mm. my 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 stick and my cash got pan and my. Uh, <laughs> when wow. you guys were practicing in the group, stop. But, I, I but it was it was uh, it was the same principle though. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't yeah. fixed yet, but I was 
so much interested in playing music that I started building my own guitars. And by the time they were ready for me, I had my strum down packed. One people came to me, one morning and said, did you in the band? I was ready to go, man. <laughs> wow, this is just, this is amazing. Soul. Soul. That's Bolo. Yeah, remember that Caleb also bought us two guitars from Antigua. Yep. When he was from yeah. Antigua, he bought us two guitars. Yep, yep. And as, as I said, there are a number of people that, that, that contributed. But um, sometimes you know, we cannot overlook certain certain people at certain points um, in our in our in our movement, and that's why it was brought, brought in Omega because he is from is, is from him I think we were able to get that place the instruments so we could practice and we could actually brainstorm and 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 discuss certain things. It's from there we actually left Dominica from under Omega's building. That's where we loaded the truck and drove it straight to the airport on the plane and I went to Guadeloupe. What year did you guys go to Guadeloupe? Leave Dominica for Guadeloupe? That was in 1974. 1974. 1974. That was 38 years ago. Wow. Amazing. I was, I was in my last year in high school. And um, I was supposed to come, come back to Dominica to do my, my, my GC exams. And I had a choice between coming back or staying in the band. And I made that choice. At that time... People might say that was foolish, but <laughs> I made that, that choice and I stayed. And that was uh, another very important point in the Max history. Let me say that I stayed in Guadeloupe, otherwise the, the group might have to come back because they would be without a guitar player, you know? So at that point, that made a very, that was a very important point again in, in the Max history. And while in Guadeloupe, we must mention the person that put us up, Guito. A guy named Jacques Guito. He was a, a, a bass player, and he gave us his, his living room and a bedroom. And we slept all together on the floor, on um, what are you going to do it on foam? <laughs> yeah, know? hey, so, so, so yeah. this is Tipan. Yeah, but this is this is Tipan here. But let's let's backtrack a little bit. Um, Bolo brought up the name Calibra. We should yeah. not forget Caleb because um um as you know, Caleb was a teacher in Saint Joseph. And he was he was really he he was a really cool guy re, really strict, but he, yeah. he he really built in discipline. I remember when we were practicing up the morn in Saint Joseph, and um, I, I mispracticed for some reason or I, I didn't show up. And he met me down um, back street and he said to me, I, I will never forget that. He said to me, um, Why aren't you practicing? And I told him I didn't have any valid reason really. And then he said, um, you know, when you made a when you've made a commitment, you should keep it up. And you know, I never missed a practice again. And he, he he wasn't mad at me. I mean, I was probably what maybe 15 years old, something like that, 16. And he, and I I will always remember that. You know, sometimes you know people play significant roles in the lives of younger people, and um, we we have to commend him for that because he in all the people who were around. St. Joseph helping us at the time, you know, these guys, they, they, they gave you the, the support, but they, they were not forceful. They, they didn't sh they yell at you, they didn't shout at you, they said, you know, no man, when you make a commitment, you must keep it, and I, I, I always respected him for that. I would like to say something about that, Kipan, that's Bolo. Mm -hmm. when, we, when we were practicing once upon a time um, um, in, uh, um, in St. Joseph, Caleb was a, was a drummer for Echoes before. 
and you knew about drums. And when I started playing drums, I didn't know exactly how to play. You now he would come up and listen, listen, and he told me, well, look, when you're playing drums, when you, when you, when you, when you make a roll, you have to crash your cymbal after every, after every roll. And he showed me how to do it. Wow. It was always instrumental in, in, in our lives, you know, from, 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 from elementary school, high school, until Gramax. He was our coach in Adonis, and he was our advisor in, in Gramax. Yeah. As I said, there are many. Yeah. Well, let me. There are many different um, um, individuals that played very important roles in our in our development. And um, I'm just mentioning those that came to my mind. Um, you guys mentioning those that, that come to your mind. I'm trying to so we don't forget or uh, you know overlook certain people. That's all. It's a lo it's a long story. We have a lot to say. Yeah. I can understand that, and also it has been a long time as well. You know, I mean, over over yeah. thirty years. So, so the memories go dim. But the important thing is that some of the key players that got you guys to to make your start. I think that in itself is certainly something to talk about. And and now you are you are in Guadeloupe, and tell us a little bit about the the mood, the scene in Guadeloupe with the musicians from outside coming in. Let us kind of set up a picture for us in the heyday of, of music in in the seventies and. Yeah, this is sort of again. I, I sort of get excited when we get to that point, you know, because that was the that's another time in our in our history where we have really had to get our acts together. Really, when we got to Guadeloupe, we were playing our style of Dominican music that we know, playing reggae and um, spooge and that type Calypso. of music. So what? Yeah, Calypso and that kind of stuff. When we got to Guadeloupe, we got total different, a uh, different ball game. The people were were moving to. To um to Latin, mostly to the Haitian compa. The Haitians were big and very popular in Guadeloupe. All the Haitian bands were coming down and having huge crowds. And sometimes you went to um certain uh, promoters and and they would tell us um you have to come and listen to these groups, uh, you know and stuff. Some of them came to the band room and listened to us and give us some advice and invited us to certain functions. And that's where our eyes and our ears got opened. And then we saw what was happening, and that's how we get really deep into coming up with some type of rhythm that would capture the the, the imagination and the audience of people of, of Guadeloupe and the other French Caribbean islands. Now, that's Bolo. I'd like to back up a little bit. Before we went to Guadeloupe, we couldn't really make money in Dominican Cape to pay the Omega loan. So we sent Jeff to Guadeloupe to, to, to look for a place for us to stay. And that's when Jeff met Kito. And that's how, we, that's, right. that's how we went to Guadeloupe. Definitely. That's why I said it's from, from, from by Omega. We, we planned, we brainstormed, and we actually um, um, sent Jeff to, to Guadeloupe. Because Jeff, go, and Jeff, Jeff is actually a guy, that's how he was. He would go for something, he coming back with something. You know? He, he, we actually almost didn't sleep for, for, for a couple of days, um, just waiting for what Jeff going to come back with. When he when he came back, he said, "We are, we go in." I mean, when I, when I was living, like, I remember I had a little grip. They call it a grip. <laughs> I call it. Packed <laughs> <laughs> my clothes. I packed my cup, my glass, my toothbrush. Even some of my books to study to do my exam. I put in my in my in, in my grip. You know, you know, get a brown grip. They should have long term. Uh, <laughs> I put that, uh, yeah, that's what it was. Actually, when we landed in Guadeloupe, right, that, ne that can never happen again. 
big truck actually back up right on the airstrip, right to the plane. And we offload the plane with all our instruments, all of our luggage, right onto the truck, on the on the right on the strip. And we drove off and went to <laughs> went to Gito's place. <laughs> we had two bedrooms. One that one more bedroom for him, one bedroom for us, and we had the living room and we set up our instruments to practice. And that's Gro well, don't forget that's Grozebu. Talking about what what transpired in in Guadeloupe, basically. Now you're in Guadeloupe. You're playing the various gigs, and tell me about your very first album that you recorded in Guadeloupe. Before we go to that, there's something that must be mentioned. Okay, before before we actually started um, playing, I mean for real in, in Guadeloupe. We went through some real difficult times because since we were there fresh, we were fresh and we the gigs were very very slow in coming. We got to a point where one 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 morning we didn't have enough money among the whole band to actually buy a bread, a loaf of bread. We call it a banton. In what we call it a banton. We put all our strength we had together and we couldn't buy a banton. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget that fat brother. 
It's true. It's true. And we are talk about it. I'm just saying, this, we, have to, we have to mark that day because this is, this is a crucial day. And guess what? After that, we start getting gigs. We got a, um, um, a contract at some hotel called um, Arawak. Arawak, one night a week, every Thursday night, I think we were playing there. And actually, that was our savior. We, would, we actually used to stop off the whole week and wait for that one Thursday night for us to go and eat and drink wine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we used to eat for the whole week and drink wine for the whole week. That one gig. We did that for about three months in Guadeloupe. And then we we had to get, I think we, we started getting to, people started to get to know the group a little more. They used to come and listen to what's at the hotel. And then we got a manager who got very in the group. I'll tell you, we had a couple of managers. I don't know if we have time to go through all of them, but this actual one is the most called Bebe. <laughs> Bebe, I think hey, he was hey, so, so, did, did we record um, Sukuya and um, before we met Bebe or, or, or was that after? Before. You know, because, the, because our first recording was um, Sukuya and Tolaito yeah. Show, right? Yeah, 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 that's before. We had a first man. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name because that are was we, like, are we? Get to introduce you. Are we? That's right. Because when are we couldn't stop us in Guadeloupe, they actually turned turn the management over to are we? He said, and this, this, are we will take care and do what he has to do. And Keto used to come up and check us out every now and then until he, he couldn't come up anymore. But are we was the one here that actually helped us to do our first recording at, 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 at Debs. When we went to Deb's studio to do the recording, Deb's negotiated us to a point where he wasn't going to give us nothing. Okay? So we decided we're going to do the recording regardless. Whether he's going to give us money or not, our main interest is to do a record. Because if we don't have a record, nobody's going to hear the group. So we decided, guys, we discussed it in the bedroom, you know. We, we discussed, guys. Let's go to the album. It was not an album, it was um, uh, uh, 45. 45. 45, yeah. That's what that give us, okay? When we go into the studio, we do we, we do the recording. We, we say, let's take it number, let's do it again. Them say, c'est bon, c'est bon. That's c'est bon comme ça. Let's say comme ça, c'est bon. Let me tell you, them, we, we, we recorded Wemi Deba and Soleil to show. No, 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 Sukuya. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sukuya. Sukuya and Sarah show. Those two songs. And Debs make a killing with that Sukuya song, let me tell you. And Debs gave Jeff a mic. And that mic wasn't even working. That's all he gave us for that album. <laughs> you oh serious? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, guess what? From that Sukuya, that, that boss of the place, Everybody want Gramax now. Everybody want to want to hear Gramax. We start getting gigs. We start playing other places. They have to want us to do another album. Now we come in by our bathroom every 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 other day, begging the group now to come and do our album at this place. Well, I I, I don't think we did that though. It was some time. We were very popular in Guadeloupe. We actually met a musician that used to play in Exile One back then. His name was Ipomen. He used to be the singer for um, Exile One. And the manager, who I called a while ago, Bebe, he was the one who introduced him to the group. Was, I, I don't know what was happening with him in Exile One, but he actually came and he started 
working with, with us. We got a, a contract at a club called Chatonier. That, that, that was one of our um, second, I think, second main contract. We started playing at a club named Chatonier in Guadeloupe. Let me tell you. And that is where I think Tata Flips of Music took off. Because that is where we started experimenting in the music. And um, we started creating stuff. We call that jamming. We call that jamming. We used to, we used to put a good jam. Gramax, I ain't seen no group right now that jamming like how Gramax used to be jamming back then. We used to be creating music on the fly. Stuff used to be coming through our head, and we're just telling Jeff what it is, and they pick it up, and we down the road. We, let me finish that part. Every night, we had that Saturday club jam pack. Every night. In about a month. We had enough money for, me to, for them to send me down to Dominica to make a first payment on our loan to Omega. We went down, they sent me down with, with the money. I went down and I, and I brought the money to, to his mother. Came back up. After, after about two months again, shot, uh, Mr., um, we, we decided we need a raise because... The crowd was getting real sick, and the guy wasn't making enough money in the club for him to give us a raise. Yeah, that, that was during the vacation season, actually, you remember? Yeah, it was during vacation time. We exactly. Well, well, we played about um, six nights a week, or maybe, maybe even yeah. seven, if I can recall, yeah. I was sure he's a Frenchman. Yeah. He decided we made it in the race. Like, you know, we Dominican guys, we come, we, we, we play, like, take what you get, you know? We decide, okay, yeah. if you ain't give us a raise, we could we pack up our instruments, and we'll leave this place. Our first revolt. That's right. We, we decided we played until we got a raise. We took our instruments back to our, to, our, to our band room and we started practicing again. He came to our band room every day. He had some of a big, big expensive car, man. He took the bag. Yeah, coming to speak to Jeff, telling us to come back, come back. We tell him we want a raise. Eventually, after a whole week, People came to his club, as they came there, see us there, they left. They left. So he lose money for the week. And then he eventually decided to give us more money. Then we went back up, and it was mass again in the place. By the end of the vacation time, we had, we had enough money to go down to Dominica and pay off our entire loan. I think the loan back then was like, um, I think it was about $16,000, you know. No, it was $22,000. $22,000. Wow, that would have seemed like a mountain of money wow. at that time. $22,000 was a lot of money uh, yeah. in at 1975. The time, at the time, it was a lot of money. Yes. That's yeah. right. And I, I also said, with no interest. I remember when I went down to, to pay that last, I think I went down with $16,000 back then. I had, it was about 8,000 U.S. back then. But I went, when I give the lady the money, she, she comes and she tells me it, 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 we still have to pay some more money. I said, no, 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 no. Count it again. There, there was 8,000 U.S. dollars. <laughs> everything we owed. Yeah, when they wanted to go, I came to the my second trip. No, and she had forgot the first trip. And that was the last trip. We say, thank you very much. We, we paid her. And it was, it was lovely. It was great. We paid mm -hmm. up our loan, and we were back to Guadeloupe, and we started making music and getting ready for our, our first trip to Paris. So somebody else can take it over from there for now. 
Okay, let me just say, in case you're just joining us, we are talking to the original members of the Gramax band, Lay Gramax. We have with us tonight um, three of the original members, along with Linford John, formerly of Below Men, who has joined them in the most recent album called Pakalaje, which will be here in a little bit of just in, in a, a little bit later. We have with us George Free Soul Thomas, Elon Bolo Rodney, and Anthony Tipam George. Yes, because I want to I want to kind of transition a little bit. We'll, we, might, we might be going back and forth, but you were in you were in Guadeloupe in the in the middle of the nineteen seventies. You then leave for Paris. Uh, but before that, I wanted to talk a little bit before we leave Guadeloupe for now. Let's talk a little bit about some of the people that sang with you. Understand that there's some people who played in with um with um Kassav and so on who sang with you. Give us a little bit about the other people, the other influences that came into your music whilst you were in Guadeloupe. Okay, one of the first ones I said was Ipo Men used to sing in Exile One, and uh, he came and and and, and sang with us. Actually, he sang on one of our albums. I thought it was because of he we were able to at least get into more into the, the French the French style music. He was a very popular guy in Guadeloupe at the time and he knew all the French songs, all the old folkloric French songs. So he was just singing them and we just had to accompany him. Sometimes we never heard this song before, so we just we just pick up the, the chords and whatever he was singing and we started jamming. And he he was very helpful in us um getting popular because he was already popular and a lot of people liked him. And there, there's another thing also, um, I think um, Ipo Men, I think he played in, he was in Levy King, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was, he was yeah. in Levy King at the time too. Right, and the reason why I brought that up is because some of the members of, of the King um, formed um, the band name um, Kassav. So, um, exactly, so, um, so you, you, you could see historically how, how everything is linked up. And... Um, and 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 Ipo Men, he, at, at the time, as Soul said, he was very popular, very energetic. I mean, and 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 you know, he, he understood rhythm really well because I and naturally when people go to clubs, uh, they want to dance. And as Soul said, he, in a lot of cases, we didn't know the songs, and some of the songs were like um, popular local songs, even like how we would call it, maybe like like folk songs, like everybody knew. So he would just hum the melody and then would would would, uh, would accompany him, and then yeah. go ahead. So he, uh, that was a, a more or less of an introduction to Guadeloupean culture and Guadeloupean Guadeloupean folk songs. And uh, obviously, we were not um, how you call it Guadeloupean, so we couldn't play the song with the same style. Because I remember there was a style called uh, Begin, and we never knew about Begin. And it was, yeah, it was yeah. sometimes it was a lesson on the fly, right? <laughs> and uh, so as we went as we went along, we adapted and 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 gave it our own twist. And um, we we mentioned cannabis lips earlier on. You could you could see the genesis of how this all tied into what um, Exile One, for example, was doing at the time. Um, it was more or less like a um, like almost like a parallel path. Uh, a, 
uh, every time I was doing something, we were doing something. And as I recall, there were other bands um, around the same time, I think Midnight Groovers or um, some guys, another band from Liquid uh, Yeah. Liquid Eyes, the other guys at the same time, we were not the only ones, but we were all putting our twist on it. The, 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 adapting Carl's Lips, who was, uh, I mean, his genesis, and it was just getting, it was being, how do you say, formalized. It was getting, uh, it, it's background and it's nature. Yeah, I like to something again in Guadeloupe. We, we, we brought horns into the band because most of the Haitian bands had horns too, the bands had horns too. And then Bill used to play in, um, in Viking too. Bill and, and Kit Paul. And then <laughs> we, we asked, and then Bill, Bill started playing trumpet with us. That's when we brought, we brought Bill in. And Bill played yeah. trumpet and we used the keyboard Maki to give it the second, second horn line. Well, and then after a while, we sent Bill to Bill that to get Garbage. Bill joined us when we were in Paris, you know. So he went up there with Viking, he used to play in Viking too. And, yeah, and yeah. when he went yeah, yeah, yeah. He in Paris. And then while he was in Paris, that's when Bill came and joined the group. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, Bill joined the group one when, when we got our first trip in Paris. And then that Paris trip is another is another story, you know? I mean, I can give you a little taste of it. Our, our, we, the guy brought us up <laughs> the guy came to Guadalupe. Give us our tickets, everything, hotel, everything, everything was organized nicely. We were all excited going to Paris. When we get to Paris, we, we were actually in Paris for a whole week, and, and nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. So. <laughs> wow. I, I remember one night we went out, I think we were invited. Okay. Okay, and um, I was saying, and uh, we were invited to to, uh, to meet somebody. I think I can't remember if it was, if it was Keith or somebody we were meeting in Paris, and we all went, took the train and went to the place. And while we were all there waiting for the guy, um, we all were all surrounded by policemen, and they threw us into a van, took us <laughs> took us in like like we were criminals, and then we went took us into the, into the police station, took us into different rooms and questioned us. <laughs> Gentlemen, listen, we have we have several callers who've been trying to get in to, to, to talk to you. Um, let me yep. allow at least one of them to, to get in a word and we'll continue with our story, okay? No problem, okay? Okay, yes, caller, you go ahead, please. Okay, this, uh, this is Linton, Scotland. Uh, is, can you hear me? Yes, you go ahead, live and clear. Okay. So I, I was listening so interestingly to the program because, again, I'm from St. Joseph, Alemon, and, uh, I mean, I've met with T-Pam, and uh, it's just a great uh, um, story about the Gramax. And, you know, it's a story I've talked to T-Pam about that we got to document it in, in a book form because growing up in St. Joseph and just um, – uh, experience in Gramax, though uh, I didn't really understand it as much because I was young. Those guys were a little older than me, but for me, the highlight for me 
was when I, 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 my family immigrated to the U.S., and then I was in college in a university in Dayton, Ohio, and I'm in there. It's Super Bowl week, and when Gramax played at the Super Bowl, and I'm, I'm talking to all my friends and saying, I know these guys. I grew up with them. And for me, it was just, you know, the highlight for me to see how far they have come. They came. And again, growing up in St. Joseph, in uh, remembering the times of Adonis and uh, Caleb Laura, who was my teacher, who I passed common entrance from, it was just, you know, I just really wanted to to, to say how much I appreciated the the how they have been ambassadors, not only for St. Joseph, but for Dominica overall in music and how far they've gone and uh, just to think of uh, them from from St. Joe. Hey guys, congratulations and uh, just a great program. Con- I'm continuing to listen. Okay, thank you very much, Caller. Okay, uh, thanks, I know there are other listeners who want to come in. Let me give you the numbers that you can reach us by. Um, if you're calling from long distance from overseas, you can reach us at 301-327-6154. That's 301-327-6154. If you're calling from Dominica, there's a local number to reach us by, and this number is 245-7719, 245-7719. And you can also reach us via email, radio at the Dominica. .net. All right, guys, continue. Uh, we are talking about your experience there in Paris. Big lights, a, a long way from sleeping on foam, a long way from the village of St. Joseph. You're now in Paris. we in Paris, man. Our first trip in Paris. We were like um, welcomed by, by, by the cops. It was in. <laughs> <laughs> We were clean. We didn't know nothing about what they were talking about, you know. So they, so they realized that they are the wrong set of people. And guess what? These guys tell us we can go, but go where? We we just come to the place. Go where? Wow. Back inside, asking for directions, you know, to catch our our train and 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 uh, and go back to, to our hotel. Wow. No, one way in Paris, this guy that brought us up, he things didn't work out of him good. Things didn't work out. His gigs, you know, I, I guess whoever he had other didn't come through for him. So we end up in a situation where we had to fend for ourselves. So we met a gentleman, very important gentleman from history, a man named George Le Chautier. Never... Never... Soul. Soul. Yes. Before that, we met a recording Suleiman to get us a lot of trouble. Yeah, but that's, that's still during the time of, of George LaShelle. Or before George. Hello? Maybe we won't yes, do that. Man. That was during George okay, 10, where George came and, and, and took us from the hotel. Even okay, George... We'll call her. This time from Dominica. Go ahead, please. I'm saying, after they've done all of that, where were they thinking that they were going to get money for the next day to have another meal? And even when the guy went on and he said, okay, they came down and they came, though they were far away from home, but they still remember who gave them this loan without any interest. And they came down and they paid. And went back and even thinking of going much further, and he's talking about going to France. And I'm thinking and I'm saying, this is what you call it. I hope the young people who are listening, they can learn a little bit from that. Congrats to the guys and bye. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, caller. We appreciate your call. Um, you may continue. 
Yes, yes. I was. I hope. I hope you heard the caller from Dominica saying that the young people can, in fact, gain something from what you guys had to go through to accomplish what you did. Well, definitely, because our, our stories are quite fascinating. Even though what I think about it myself. <laughs> and uh, you know, yeah. Well, we had Alex say, um, it's, it's kind of um, to, to give a ball by ball. So I think it could be a little um, um, asking in terms of time. So I'm trying to hit some of the main points and stuff I think would be um, of, of more interest to really move the conversation forward, you know? And I said, we, we were in trouble because the promoter did not come through with his gigs, okay? So eventually, he couldn't take care of us at the hotel. And we were actually out on the streets for, for a couple of hours. Wow. We went out and we when we came back to the hotel, the the, 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 the hotel manager shut down shut down the place. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he, he said we can't come in. We couldn't, we couldn't go in until we got um as I said, a, 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 a man named George Lechautier in for us. He came and there, there are other little things around that. But the, I, I can remember when George came, we packed up all our stuff, we had we had to pay the guy some money. At the, uh, at the hotel so that he could release our stuff. And then he took us to a club in a place called Pigal. You know, uh, if you know Paris, Pigal is the place. Is the hot <laughs> I'm not going to go into much detail about that. But that was a club that I think he was managing at the time. And they had um, a backstage area. It was very nice and warm. <laughs> so we he was in the club. He saw all our stuff. Um, we were backstage in a very warm place with a lot of different. It's it not like a, a club where people, you know, used to come and, and dress like their dressing room and so it was a nice and warm, warm, warm spot. <laughs> we set up in the club and he started doing promotion for us to play at that club. I was on the street giving out flyers. That was, that was for our first gig in Paris. <laughs> wow. I don't remember exactly. How, we, how that ended up there at, at, at the club? I think we met some people. Some people came because they were looking forward to see Grabax and and they were kind of um, disappointed that the, the first set of gigs didn't, didn't go through. So somebody yeah, these people from this, this you know, people from Madupa, Madupa, Martinique who had a little history. Um, I mean, some of them were from there, or some of them had family back there, and who. Um, got the news that there was um, this group from Dominica um, doing some good things in Guadeloupe and that they should check us out. And right. you, you have to realize um, when you're outside of um, the Caribbean, uh, you, you tend to band together. So um, we had um, fans from Guadeloupe, Martinique, even Guyane, who came just to look for us and even to, prov to provide support. Um, this is when uh, we made we made a, a lot of friends actually just in Guadeloupe and these people had never met, sorry in Paris although they had never met us but just because they wanted to sympathize and, and to empathize with what we were going through at the, at the time uh, they decided um, to come around and, and, and make contact and, and just to alleviate a, a little bit of, of the condition or the predicament we were in. And also talking about that, oh, I mean, when we, when we got to Paris, I mean, it, I think it was during the winter time. So uh, that was all, all of, it's also all our first experience with the cold, and that was something else we had to we, we had to get accustomed to. Right. What month was that? I remember in Paris, right? Yeah. 
There was a nice, we were actually living, living at uh, Mr. George Lachelle's home. He took us into his house. And there, and there was an announcement on the radio that there going to be snow. We never see snow in our that- life. With this time, we want to see snow, brother. <laughs> <laughs> really, 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 really. And every minute, our head out, out. We came up in the glass, and our head out, out, out into the snow coming down. All night, we can't sleep. <laughs> o'clock in the morning, everybody passed out. That's when the snow starts coming down. When we get up, the whole place white. No, no, man. Yeah. That was in Only Subwa. That's right. In Only Subwa, that was at George Lachelle's home. No, this yeah. man, George Lachelle, decided he's going to work with us. He actually started calling his promoter, his, uh, his um, friends all over France, places like Toulouse, Grenoble, all of the uh, other. Um, Thousand cities of France and start a Lyon and, and start organizing gigs. He actually rented a big bus and we were making trips to, to, to the different um, cities and towns in France. So that was a great, great experience. And while we were doing that, we... yeah, go ahead. Okay, yes, we we do have another caller, another caller on the line. Go ahead, please, caller. All right. This question is mostly for um, you guys, the the three original members. Of all the albums that you guys have made together, um, which is your favorite song, and which was your least favorite song, and why? On both questions. Hello. Did we lose? Did we lose everybody? Yes, anybody? No, can we are here. Take this, your your favorite sound. Hello. Yes, go ahead. Uh, what's the question? Yes, the, the question. question is which is your your favorite sound on the albums, and which is your least favorite, and why? Wow. <laughs> My favorite song. You mean on the new album? On the on the new Glamour album, right? No, he was referring to all of the albums, all of the mu- music and the albums that he's recorded so far. It's very hard. It's very wow. hard. So I can say which is this song that is most played all over the world that would have been Wimmy Deba because up to today, uh, people are playing, I mean, playing that song. Groups are still playing that song. I actually sing that song at almost every gig I, um, I do down here in the Virgin Islands. And all other groups are trying to play the song. It's a very popular song. I hear it on the radio all the time. So I would say Wemi Deba with the most popular and eventually the most popular one becomes the most favorite. But there are many other songs, you know, that you can listen to from Grammar that are very nice. Also, that tend to love a song for whatever reason, you know? Well, as you just told me, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you the most, um, the, the preferred or the least. That's not a question to answer. Okay, I mean, there's none. Because every time we do a song and I'm putting on an album, it's a good song. Okay, talking about a good song, when when you guys performed, Bolo, when 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 you all performed for the Tour de France, the Tour de France, the biggest bicycling race in Europe. Watched again by thousands. You you were to sing. Was it was it um Wimi Deba? You had to sing every night for thirty yes. straight nights. Yes, yes. two songs: Wimi Deba and another song. And any other song? 
change another. We still into. Uh, I, think, I think we still change the second song. But we want was always on that on that on, on that list. Okay, let's listen to a little bit of Wami Day, but we'll be right back with you. Okay, I thought I would just play a little bit of this. I wish we had a lot more time, but we're quickly running out of time. But I wanted us to talk a little bit about the, the most recent album. We'll come back to the story of France in a little bit. But I want us to talk uh, about your most, your most recent album that you've come together following the passing of Jeff Joseph, one of the, of the members there in, in October. And we have... Okay, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's take this, this caller. And then we'll come back to this. Yes. Yeah, I just wanted to, um, you know, just call in and see how interesting this program is. I, I, I think it should be, uh, uh, you guys should find some way to document, um, you know, your, uh, your trail or your history. Um, I was a little boy when I first saw Gramax um, growing up in Dominica and um, left a, a, a lasting impression on, on, on me as a young aspiring musician. And, um, uh, today I, I, I'm a musician, and uh, I, and I must say thanks to Gramax. You know, um, you guys have uh, inspired me as a kid, and um, I, I don't think we should let this thing go, and um, we should somehow document uh, the history of the group. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on your on your program. Okay, thank you very much, caller. And of yeah. course, we will be working on that, right? Guys, on documenting. This is a fascinating <laughs> story, and we'll be working on on this. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Now, on the new album, um, since uh, um, I think Lynn Ford should come in right now because um, he hasn't been able to, to, to give uh, an input yet. Now, so, Mr. Lynn Ford John, I think you can take from there now. Can give us a little talk on that? Uh, sure. Um, I, well, to, uh, to be honest, um, this the history of Gramax, as you guys have been related, it, it all is good for me, education for me, like I said, because um, being, the, being the newest member in the band, um, I, it's, it's, it's really fitting that I learn where Gramax has been, although I have some idea. Um, but you know, it's it's it, it's a good thing. It's uh, it's very educational for me, and uh, and uh, I was just enjoying the the whole history of it all. With the new CD, um, that which we're just uh, releasing here, um, it was um, I very I felt very fortunate to meet with these these guys because the the way that this CD was done, we. Never, we were not in the same place at any point in the making of that CD, and the way that we were able to put it together, I think I credit that a lot to the these guys because these guys, because I think that they have this long history together. That you you listen to the album and the music is so together, it is so tight. I it amazes me because and I and and. People asked me, and I said, I attribute, I, I attribute that to the fact that those guys grew up together, and I'm very fortunate to be a part of this, this whole project here. Um, I was, I was, uh, um, really, um, impressed by the, the, the way we were able to get the music to sound so tight, like I said, 
and I just did. I just it just gave me. Um, how should I say? It gave me a lot of uh, not confidence, but it made me. It just I just wanted to do my best on it. So I I sang my heart out. I put a lot into it myself because when I listened to what. The, 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 those guys are able to do I was just saying you know what I'm gonna make this I'm gonna put my all into it and I think this CD a lot of people will be um, very happy with it with the whole production um, I think I will leave it to uh, the rest uh, the, to the public to decide um, they um, you know maybe on a scale of 1 to 10 where they will put it this, this CD in the old grammar's um, uh, repertoire, if you will, but I, I think, I think it's another. This city has is another avenue, another chapter in the whole history, in the whole evolution of Gramax. Gramax has come a long way, and if you follow the band from way back then all the way to now, you can see the progress and the way that. These guys are dedicated to the music, and I just feel very fortunate to be a part of it all. Okay, you are listening there to Linford John. Let's let's do this. Let's play a little bit of some of that music. I'm gonna. This one is called Healing Two. It's becoming one of my of my favorites. Okay, now I could I could let this one play for the whole night, but of course we have to continue. We are going to go until nine thirty, so we have another fifteen minutes left for this for this program. And of course, we'd like to encourage our listeners if you'd like to talk to the members of the Gramax, you can do so. The number three zero one three two seven six one five four, and if you're calling from Dominica. Two four five seven seven one nine, and of course you can always send us an email radio at the dominican dot net. The name of the of the latest album just released by the Gramax is called Pakalaji, and this is available for purchase. It's a great CD. I would encourage all of our listeners to make an effort to support the effort, support forty years of music. The Gramax, a they're a Dominican tradition. And we need to embrace them. We need to support them. And the best way we can do that is by buying the albums. And we will give you the information as to how you, you can purchase. In fact, let me just tell you, the, the album is available on CD Baby. It is cdbaby.com. There is also a website, gramax.com. Gramax with one M, G-R-A-M-A-C-K-S. Gramax.com. You can purchase your CDs that way as well. Also from the individual members. And also from, from the individual members, right. Um, so just go to grabax.com and you will you will get the information. 
as I said, it's a tradition, it is an, an institution, and we're glad to see that 40 years, 42 years later, the band is still going strong, still playing music. They've brought on Linford John, obviously, to replace Jeff Joe, the lead singer, who unfortunately passed away last year. Nonetheless, the music leaves, and we want to support them. All right. Um, you guys have done really, really great. And we were talking just before we went to the caller. We were talking about the having to sing those two songs, um, and what was the second one? Every night for 30 straight nights? 25. 25. For 25 straight nights, you had to sing those two songs <laughs> in 25 different cities. Tell us a little bit about that. That must yeah. have been quite a feat. Um, uh, you know, when you're on tour, you, you, you actually play to different audiences every night. You know, you know it's, like, it's not like you're playing to the same audience. You know? So, we were on that big bus, and we were like ahead of the tour. We get to the city where we're going to play, the setup, big sound system, massive, and it's a big public performance. You know? So, we go with, we were the opening act for. I think, what was the name? Annie Cordy. Annie Cordy was... Annie Cordy. Annie Cordy. It was one of, one of the friends, superstar. It was very, very popular among the, the, the kids. So, you know, a lot of families coming to, to see the performance. So, we were able to play on this on this big show. I mean, it was like so big that sometimes you couldn't... The, the system was almost like a, like Manhattan itself. <laughs> big, big system. And it's like 30, 40, 50,000 people audiences we were playing too. You know, and wow. every night we every night we have to psych up ourselves with a new it's a new um venue, uh, a new set of people and we have to go there and perform. And believe me, that we did. And then soon after the Tour de France, you went on to the Super Bowl. Now, let me just let the, the, the listeners know, or Dominican listeners in particular, that the halftime show of the Super Bowl is the most watched program anywhere in the world. Literally hundreds of millions of people view that halftime show. And a band from Dominica who just eight, seven, that was 1979, nine years before, a group of high school kids now on the world stage. Tell us a little bit of what that was like to perform before literally hundreds of millions of people at the halftime show of the Super Bowl in Miami. Man, I didn't know what they called it football. The football I knew was soccer, right? First of all, we didn't know we didn't know what to expect. All they told us when we went to Miami at the Orange was at the Orange Ball. They said they're gonna take us to a studio to record. We had to record. They told us we had like um forty five seconds to of music to record. That's what we're gonna perform. Twenty five seconds. Man, we decided we tried to figure out which piece of our song that'd be more effective in forty five seconds. Man, that was a hard one. We tried, we tried, we tried. Eventually, we could only get it to 55. That got special permission so we could record that extra 10 seconds. We actually got it. And can you I can't remember which song it was, but we actually went in the studio to record. Yes. Oh, no, Because Oh, yeah. Me and Me and Yeah, okay, okay. I could remember that song. We record that 55 seconds from the song, we went in the studio and we 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 pre-recorded it. And then actually, Grandma was always a show in terms of when it comes to performance. We were on target. 
we we prepared on fits and all sorts of stuff like stuff like that. When we went, so the whole setup was like the Caribbean. We will we will place on our island on the map on our island, and all the different groups were on the island. So from from the point of view of that balloon from the top, it, it looked like like it was standing on our island in, in the ocean. And when it was time for Gramax, when they give us the cue, hey, it was, let's do it, guys. And that was it. That was something else. I, I, I mean, there were like 89,000 people in the stadium, not counting what the 300 million that were looking at is on, on TV. But that was overwhelming. Overwhelming. 55 seconds of greatness. And I can never forget that. Hey, also, so we, sh- we shouldn't forget um, the organizational skill growth. I mean, we were, we marveled at the way the, the thing, how it went so smoothly, right? I mean, everything, everything almost to the last second. You know, you, you couldn't waste any moment at all. And, and we saw how professional and how big and how huge of a scale the thing was on. Imagine after, when we got into, into the... Okay, we seem to have lost... Our, let's see, um, let's play a little bit of music and try to get them back. Wow, it's amazing to see how quickly the time is going by. We are back live uh, with uh, so you you will say okay. We have we have a caller from Dominica. Let's take this caller. Yes, good evening, caller. Hello, good evening. Okay, we've lost this caller from Dominica. All right, you were, you you were talking about. You can con- continue, Fred. Okay. Anyway, I, I don't there's always people behind the scene that always um certain things to happen, you know? So, um, I, I don't know song, whoever it was. I can't, I can't remember exactly. I think there was a guy named Chris Serafin that um, played a very important part in we getting that gig to, to the Super Bowl. And also the the Department of Tourism and the French consulate in Dominica, they also played a part in, the, in that back then. I, I think it was Baba, I can't remember exactly. Butler. I can't remember, tell me. Butler. Um, Yes, Butler, Mr. Yeah, Clarence Butler, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Clarence Butler, that's, he was a friend of I think he was um, instrumental in, in, in getting that do, get, get that thing happen also. Well, I, told, and I, just, I, I just wanted to mention, I just wanted to mention um, in this last CD that we just, uh, we just uh, uh, um, put out, um, it was really an experience 
for us too because what people have to realize is that we everybody put in their part had to go into the studio and do their own, their part without us being in the same room together and it's amazing. I mean, we even on the CD, um, we made up an increditing the makers of the internet, the, the, the people who develop the internet and, and technology for long enough to do this. But um, I, when we embarked on doing this, I didn't think we were we were able to be able to pull this off and have it come out coming out the way it sounds. Um, it, it really, I am really pleased with the way everything came out. Um, of course, it's always anytime you do you you know you're doing um, creative work, you always afterwards you you know there are things that I could do this differently. I could have done this. I could have done that. There's always that. But uh, the overall uh, production, I think, was uh, 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 really really um, um, well put out. Um, based on looking at where how we were able to accomplish it and to carry it out and how. Looking at the fact that, in, in light of the fact that we were all in different countries, different island um, countries, for that matter, and we were able to get it to sound like it did, I think the public will be really, really pleased with the production. Yes, certainly. And again, we encourage them to get a hold of the copy. It is cdbaby.com or gramax.com. Gramax, that's very easy to remember. Gramax.com. And again, let's encourage all of the Dominicans listening, all of the friends of Dominica, get a hold of history, get a piece, get your own piece of history, all right? Don't look for the bootlegged version. Support the effort. Get a CD. It's just $10, guys. Hello? Yes, indeed. Yes, it's just it's yes. just ten dollars a CD, and of course you can obtain that online by going to grandmax.com. Gentlemen, we are just about out of time. Let me get the final thought from each of you. And as you go out, please say your name and just tell us quickly what instrument you played in the band as we go around to close up. Okay, I will start first. My name is George Thomas, better known as Fred Soul. I play the guitar. And um, I also take care of um, getting the music together to 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 great extent. And I will, I'm very happy and um, feel very confident that um, this music will take us on another level. And I'm very pleased that the audience that are listening, they are moved and they're gonna go to the store or they're gonna go online and gonna get the music. Thank you very much for listening and appreciate it. Thanks. This is Lenford John and I was formerly with Dino Men um, and actually the Grabax were used to be one of the rival our rival band. Um I, it's ironic that we ended up playing this music together and I'm really happy we did and this C D was uh a long time coming, and we. This is our second effort, and um, I think it's a step up from the first one. The first one is pretty good too, and so we we hope you all go out there and buy it and support us. And so you will. I think you'll be happy with it, and um, we will be. If you do that, we promise you we will continue playing and bringing on more CDs, and it'll only get better. Thank you all for listening, and. Good night, Dominica and the world. This is Elon Rodney, 
drummer, original Gramac, it was nice to to talk about the C D and about Gramac's history. I hope everybody will participate in buying the C D and um will be out there playing sometime. Thank you. Uh, my my name is um Anthony T Town George. Um it was nice um sharing uh, hour and a half with you and um giving you a little snippet into how we began and where we are today. Uh I think it's a it's a beautiful story and um a story that should be told and should be documented. So I think um, we'll continue working on that. Um uh we've come this far and I guess um, we can go a little further. So stay with us and um to all the people who contributed and uh, who have been very supportive of us in the past and hopefully now. Um, we are on this journey together and we'll get there. Um, good night, everyone, and have a fantastic time. Okay, well, gentlemen, let me say thanks to all of you. It was fascinating. This was a fascinating hour and a half that went by really, really quickly to all of our listeners throughout the land of Dominica and across the globe. Thank you so much for joining us for this week in interview as we talked to the original members of the Grammar along with Linford John, formerly of the Below Men. Again, the CD is Pakalaje available at CDBB and Gramax.com. Get a hold of the CD and support the efforts of a band that has become a Dominican tradition. The music continues, the Canos music that has given rise. We don't even get a chance to go into all of the different variants of this, the Zook and all the rest of it. I'm sure we'll have them back in the future. But for now, let's enjoy a little bit of the music as we end the show. Join me again next week for another topic of interest. And next week, we'll be talking to Stan Henry about his new book on cricket. You don't want to miss that discussion. Happens every Wednesday on TDN Radio and Q95. This is Thompson Fontaine. Have a good night and thank you for listening. <laughs>